Whoa. So loud. It's okay. <laughs> Mike Maurer is loving this right now. Our, our wonderful intro music uh, performed by local Denver blues legend Mike Maurer. And uh, I'm Scott. With me is Jackie. We are... We are now live everywhere. Okay. We've got the Instagram, I think, figured out, Jackie. So we should be live on Oh, Instagram. are we on the gram? We should be on the gram. We should be on X, Twitter, Twitch, and uh, what's the other one? YouTube. YouTube. Boob tube. Tube top. How's the week? Good. Very good. I see you flashing at the corners, though. Can you see your upper? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm working. I, I told you I'm working with a new little setup. It could be, I don't know, it could be just some flashes. Inanimate flashes? I don't know. Listen, we got to start with a shout out. Shout out to? Shout out to Sparky Robinson. Do, 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 do. Sparky. Sparky, he's one of our listeners. He is a musician and a super great songwriter, super, super amazing fellow, and reached out to me recently because you're going to love this. He was playing at a club in Arizona. Love it. And I know. And this lady was dancing and well, people were dancing. And um, anyways, they ended up talking and he goes, you live in Denver, huh? What are, do you know Jackie Selby? <laughs> and of course she did. I like it. I like no, it. No, it's not. That's not it. She's one of my friends. Okay. <laughs> she like, used to. Be, I'm waiting. You've got me. Used to be my producer at the peak. Oh, when we were cool. ninety-six-five the peak. And Sparky has known me. He reminded me on the phone the other night since I was riding around on my chickadee Schwinn bicycle, purple, with a banana seat, and had a dirty face. Ring ring. Did you have one of those? Ring, ring. Of course. Ring, ring. So in other words, he's known me a very long time. Long time. Good. And he's checking it out. Oh, he loves it. He goes, Welcome. you guys really, you're, you're really on to something. Don't give up on it. So anyway. We try to bring it. There's our informed opinion cups. Every day. Here's to you, Spark. Ooh. Guess what tomorrow is? Where's the gun? Cash Friday, Cash Friday. Oh, we love Cash Friday. There's more room on this desk for all of this cash that shoots out of this gun. Right on. I like saw a lady, lady at the store today feeding yeah. $20 bills into the automated machine to pay for her stuff. I was like, that lady's after my own heart. Pay cash when you can before they take it away. She must be listening. I uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't have any good cash stories from this week, other than I went to the self checkout, where here in Colorado they are there are no more bags at all, gone. Oh, they took your bags. <clears throat> yeah, you can get some paper bags, I think at at when you go to the regular checkout, and then they can charge you for those. But I stocked up beforehand, so oh, I've, I've got a few. If anybody is looking. Or any uh, 10 cent King super bags. I'm your hookup. I'm your hookup. Okay, Scott, here's the scary part about that is that King Supers is Kroger. Correct. 
Broger applied with the FTC to merge with Albertsons. But they're trying to do away with that now. Someone's trying to. Yeah, it's being fought by the um, attorney general in Washington state because that would create a monopoly in a couple of different states, including Washington, Oregon, California, Idaho, possibly would make it um, a monopoly. Oh, Arizona. They're fries in Arizona, right? Fries in Arizona. Okay. Fries, Piggly Wiggly, Kroger, King Supers. Because as it is now, they own uh, 10%. uh, Kroger owns 10.7% of all the grocery stores in the United States. And Albertsons, like, I don't know, eight something percent. So that would give them a good close to 20%. And that would be bad. Bad. Monopoly. Do not pass go. (laughs) Do not collect. Cash Friday or cash on Friday. Do, 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 do. Oh, so at 4.10 Denver time, mm-hmm. 4.10, not 4.20. I think, you know, 4 o'clock Denver. That's usually what people think, Jackie. At 4.10 today, joining us, Senate candidate Sheila Walker from Maui. Yeah. We, we just we just connected with her all the way three hours apart from each other through the miracle of the zoom um yeah so we're gonna we're gonna ask her some questions and talk about her senate race talk about what's going on in maui she, good. And, uh, yeah it'll be fun be good okay because that's really scary what's going on in lahaina that uh um bobby kennedy was over there having a, having a look around mm-hmm. and apparently Freedom, the air conditioners and compressors and things of this nature in you know old Lahaina town, they're all leaking chemicals and it's leaching into this water space that they want to release into the ocean. So I can't wait to talk to her about the toxic waste left behind from this Lahaina event. Toxic waste is the name of my new band. Toxic waste. Ah, all right. Um, so this Super Bowl thing. Oh dear God. Here so this go. so this Taylor Swift thing, this, oh, this Travis God. Kelsey thing. Here's here's what's happening, Selby. All right. Okay. Follow follow me down the hole. Okay. Now, if the Kansas City Chiefs were to not win the Super Bowl, besides Disneyland, where would they not go? Where do they all visit? The White House, right? Oh. So so they had to win. I mean, that was already a done deal. They had to win so they can visit the White House. And I don't know. Is there there a DraftKings on will Taylor (laughs) Swift show up at the White House when the team visits Sleepy Joe? Well, she famously made all those cookies for him. Will he sniff her is the real question. I don't know if he's tall enough. Is he? How tall is he? I think he's shrinking. I like your armpit smell. <laughs> um, he's just disgusting. How can anybody... You know, Robert, one of our viewers who got mad at you a while ago and is not watching anymore because he's a huge Biden fan. Well, uh, Trump's this, Trump's that. I don't care about Trump. 
Listen, Biden can't even tell what time it is, people. Voting is an illusion. Gosh. <laughs> Unless you're voting for Sheila. I was going to say, don't say that because, you know, local elections are super important. State elections. They are. Yes. They are. Yes. He friended me. He's not mad at me. Who? Robert? Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. It's all good. Good. Selby, down a notch. Oh, sorry. It's all good. It's all, we're all happy. We're all friends here. Well, I, I, as long as we respect one another, I'm happy to talk, to unless talk you, about things. Unless you cut me off in traffic or you ride up on my bumper at 530 in the morning with your LEDs. Yeah. Don't need that. Don't need that. And then the, um, we'll just really briefly go to the, I have to drop these down. Go to the X, and this is the Brady United Against Gun Violence. James Brady, a lot of like the younger yes. people I talk to, they don't know who James, or, uh, James Brady. They don't know who John Hinckley is. They don't know any of that. <sighs> so the Brady Bills and all of that, there's an X page with Brady United Against Gun Violence. So, Selby. Like three or four days ago, Mr. Pfizer, Travis Kelsey. Oh, yeah. They posted a thing of him with an anti-gun quote, like three days before the deal yesterday. Hmm. Okay, he's anti-gun, pro-vaccine, pro-Taylor Swift. Yes. What could wow. go wrong? Wow. Let that sink in. Just things that, just coincidences. Coincidences always make you take a look around and say, wait a minute. What a coinky dink. Yeah. All right. Can we talk one other item to do with the Super Bowl? In... Before we, we have one minute. I'm going to shoot it out. Okay, go. Before Miss Sheila joins us. And that is 525 private jets left the Super Bowl after the game. After, in the next whatever. Okay. 525 private jets. Diesel. This Super Bowl was the highest betting, the most bets received on a game at Las Vegas, highest viewership on a game worldwide ever. DraftKings. I'm asking you, why, why, why? It was at the biggest entertainment place ever with all the first ever, biggest ever, most planes ever, blah, blah, blah. What were they doing when we were doing this, watching this game? What Kanye. was happening behind the scenes? Kanye. Oh, no. No, Kanye was there. Oh. <laughs> Kanye bought the seats in front of Taylor Swift because he knew that she would be on the screen the whole time. Dude. And she, they've got the beef. Yeah. And so she had, she had Kanye or whoever was posing as Kanye that day escorted out. But yeah. What was it? What was really going on? Well, the whole world is glued to one event. Yeah. Filling their faces, slamming their Bud Lights and mm -hmm. doing whatever they're doing. It's, a, you know, the circus give the, 
the Romans entertainment and bread and they won't look over here. Okay. What's going on over there? Sheila's going on. Great. All right. Let's bring her in. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, here comes Sheila from Maui, three hours behind us. Great. One... Okay. There she is. There it's we are. Sheila, Sheila Walker. Connecting to audio. Fantastic. Hey, there she, she is. Look at how beautiful. My gosh. How are you? Hi, good afternoon. Thank you so much, Scott and Jackie, for having me today. Well, course, thank you for joining course. us. Aloha. 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 So you're at, um, you're in Maui, right? Yes, I'm in Maui uh, in the Kihei Southside area, which is about 20 miles south of Lahaina. Great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, Jackie, did you say you'd been to Lahaina once or been to Maui no. once? I've been nope. once and I've been to the big island once. Um, so it's it's funny when I go into Google Maps and drop, you know, you take your little guy and you drop onto the street and you walk you walk Front Street. It's and that was 20 years ago. And it still is just as I, you know, as it was um, 20 years on, ago. It's, it's on Google Maps. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. And for honestly, for a while on Google Maps, right after the event, you 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 saw destruction, but you didn't see anything that was like clear. It was all like kind of blurred destruction. It was really kind of funky. But then when you dropped into the street, you could go walk by the, the tree and walk by the cheeseburger in paradise and all that stuff. Well, darling Sheila, what's going on there now for crying out loud? Well, it's a it's still a debacle. I mean, nothing much has improved since um, the fires over, you know, six, seven months ago. So we still have over 5,000 people that don't have long-term housing and um, the governor is not doing a lot to uh, really make any improvements. The governor and the mayor, things are just rolling out so slowly. And the governor says, you know, in 10 years, we'll be fine, but people don't have 10 years to wait uh, for their, uh, for a roof over their head. So uh, people are still in a lot of pain. People are still hurting financially, emotionally. So it's a, it's really a, a sad, heavy situation here. And they just announced yesterday or the day before that they um, were able to, uh, I guess, identify one other victim. So now the death toll has risen by one person, uh, which makes us wonder what took so long and how did they not find this person if it was if he was recently found, uh, and which they say he was found under some rubble. So the, the dogs must have missed this person. I don't know how it's taken this long to find this person. But anyway, the death toll is definitely still rising and still um, still we don't know the at the accuracy of the death toll or the number of missing people. So what is what are you proposing? How could they get it done any faster? Cut through the bureaucracy. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's not the, the solutions are so simple. The solutions are not hard. We have all the solutions. We know how to put up military housing. We can build a, a small city in a matter of weeks when the military goes in. They have a hospital, all the facilities. But the, the truth is, someone doesn't really want it to be done that way. Hmm. And I don't I don't know who it is. I don't know what the holdup is. The Red Cross could have easily built a tent city. The, the FEMA could have easily built uh, all these cities. They could have pulled in trailers. They do it all the time in other disaster areas. So yes. for one reason Hello? or another, uh, and, you know, I, I can't, I mean, I could speculate. I can guess. I have no idea, like, why. But someone didn't want to accomplish that. And so now we're still stuck in the grind of going through the motions 
and and trying to figure out what to do next. And the officials seem to have still no plan. It's just unbelievable. What can I ask you one more and then Scott, I'll defer to Scott. What what are your qualifications? And you're running for state senate or for US Senate? Right, state senate, not US right. Senate. That's a way above <laughs> above my my right. level at this point. But the state senate, I'm very involved in my local community and I want to improve the state. So my district is Lahaina and Kihei where I live. And that's why I'm involved in all of this. I go to every county council. Well, okay, not every many county council meetings, especially when it pertains to the fires. And so I sit on a lot of boards and there's a lot of community meetings that I attend to um, try to uh, both educate myself on, on what they're doing and then mm -hmm. also come up with solutions on how to make this move forward. It's amazing. So this is Sheila Walker. If you're just listening to the uh, to the podcast and you don't have an image of her and Scott and I, she's running for state senate in Hawaii. And um, she's presented so beautifully with her beautiful lay of flowers and <laughs> so absolutely gorgeous from your exposure to the beautiful Hawaiian sunshine and et cetera. And we're really rooting for you because it seems like stuff is just bogged down. And I hope you're the wrecking ball that um, is, you know, needed there. There are many of us. I mean, there are many of us who are speaking up about the bureaucracy here and the slowness of um, any project, any, any kind of any project, it doesn't matter if it's a school project, a road project, or a construction, anything here, it's like living in a um, in, in the 1950s. Everything here takes five times as long as it would in any other state in the mainland. I've lived in several other states, um, including New York City, where I spent most of my career at owning a business in downtown Manhattan. So nice. I know how to, how long it takes to build a sky rise in downtown Manhattan. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can take less than a year. I watched the uh, the Building 7 be rebuilt after 9-11, and that building went up in a year as a 50-story building. And so they were able to come in there and rebuild that building. But here in Hawaii, it's it takes eons to get anything complete. Uh, there's a project on... Oahu um, still in Honolulu, the train project, it's a light rail or a rail system. And it's been going for over 30 years and they still don't have a complete and it may never, <laughs> there's a little portion of it that, that they actually open just to make people feel better, but it needs more funding and they've spent millions, if not billions, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but way, way, way over, over cost. And it's still not functional. And so we have a defunct rail system in Oahu. And I might add, this is one thing I fight for. I call myself a Maui first candidate because I want Maui to be put first and not the other counties because our tax dollars go to pay for the infrastructure of the other counties like Oahu. So we make the uh, probably more tax dollars than any other county because of our strategic position in the tourist mm -hmm. industry. Mm -hmm. And then all of our money goes over to uh, to the, to better the lives of the people in Oahu. And I feel like more of that money should be able to stay here on Maui and help us because we create, we generate that income, and that revenue. So we should be able to hold on to more of it. Good. Well, I hope you can do something about that once you get into, into your new gig. <laughs> I'll keep, speaking, I'll keep speaking up about it and I'll yeah. keep fighting for it. Even if I don't get into office, which this time I think I will, I ran in 22 and I had over 30% of the vote. This right. time I have a very good chance of outseating the, the incumbent who is um, not as vocal as I am. 
and uh, and a Democrat, and we need to remove some of these Democrats and place some Republicans in these offices so we can have more of a balance here. Because Hawaii has been a one-party state for way too long, so we have no checks and balances, no accountability. Ooh. The Democrats do whatever they want, and it's time for some more Republicans to get into office and hold those seats. Scott? Nice. Yeah. Huge tourism is what I was going to say. Huge. Um, so of the of the people that are displaced, what percentage would you would you say have have actually been able to get back to their properties? Oh, I mean, no one's back in. I mean, no one's back to their property unless you mean just to go sift through the ash. Is that what you mean? Or Jeez, yeah, I mean, yeah, just okay. even go. So, like see man. what happened to their property. Right. So recently you've been able to schedule an appointment and go in the hazmat suit with an authorized uh, team and you can go sift through the ash to see if you can find any remnants of your former life. Uh, people have found wedding rings and mementos. Oh, so, so they're kind of interested in going back, but you have to make an appointment and you have to go in and you're in a full blown suit um, because of the hazardous materials is what they say. And then once you go in, you're escorted in and then you're escorted out and then that's it. I don't know if you can make a second appointment to go back to make sure you didn't miss something, but a lot of people still haven't been able to go back in and visit their properties. I'm assuming some people may not even want to go visit their property, but right. uh, those that really wanted to have been able to go and and visit it to see if they could find any you know remnants of... Yeah, this is kind life. of curious to me. I saw the Bobby Kennedy, uh, recent Bobby Kennedy trip um, mm -hmm. around Lahaina, and the mm -hmm. it didn't occur to me that there would be so many toxic chemicals still lying about. So you, you mentioned that people have to have a hazmat suit to go into to um, the area. You know, gosh, we had a, a fireman as a neighbor for for a very long time, and um, I never heard of a hazmat suit to go through um, to go go through a fire afterwards. Well, supposedly the really toxic materials have already been removed, like um, the gas stations were there, the propane tanks, um, the obvious, you know, hazardous things. Uh, so they were supposed to have already been removed. So now it's okay. just the ash that if you're breathing in the ash, that which oh. is, you know, yeah. all of the housing materials, the plastics and all kinds oh, yeah. of uh, toxins. I mean, surely it is toxic if you breathe, inhale the, the, sure. the ash that's there. But the what Bobby Kennedy was here is because he was visiting the site where they're moving all the ash to. And that's another debacle. They've decided to put this ash in a pit that is directly on top of one of our most precious aquifers and just, uh, and just a few hundred yards upstream from the birthing spot for the whales that come down to have their babies in the ocean. So I mean, <laughs> I know. it's, I mean, it's almost laughable. It's not funny, but you just have it to is. laugh. It's like, who, who decides this? That's what you were just going to say. Who made up these decisions? Well, they had uh, evidently seven sites that they could choose from and they choose the most precious aquifer <laughs> site. And the farmer that's next door to this um, this landfill, his name is Eddie Garcia. He has yes. a very strong campaign uh, that's uh, trying to keep this from happening. He's the one that interviewed Bobby Kennedy when right. he was here. And of course, Eddie has a vested interest. His farm is right next door. He doesn't want this uh, toxic waste blowing uh, down onto his farm, his farmland, his agriculture land. And so it, it is... It is. It does seem like the the most ridiculous idea possible to put this toxic waste 
in, in this spot. It's like a super fun site now um, because of all the air conditioning units and all the fuels and things of this nature. I mean, obviously it would be kind of hazmatty to go uh, through a fire um, scene, you know, obviously because of the ash, because of the plastics and just the high concentration of these things, right? Right. And the officials who are building this pit have insured us, you know, just promise. They promise that all of their research says that these liners will uh, protect anything from leaking and we don't have to worry about any kind of toxic spill. But as Bobby pointed out as well, every single landfill leaks everywhere and creates a toxic waste site. So it, it, we've never heard of one that's, that's foolproof in this one too. And they say it's only a temporary site. So it's like, hmm, well, if this is temporary, where are you <laughs> going to find a permanent site? And where, why not just move it to the permanent site? And they have had some public hearings on this. The public has had an opportunity to speak. There's some very well-educated and very well-concerned um, citizens who have spoken up against this. But again, I feel like they're just um, placating us and allowing mm -hmm. us to have a voice and speak because they already have their mind made up. They already know what they're going to do. They yep. just want to um, give the the public an opportunity to to speak so that you feel like you've been heard. But it doesn't. Go, it, it won't matter. It's not. They're not going to change anything or do anything different. In my opinion, if they do something different, I'll eat my words. But I'm going to wait and see. I'm kind of a uh, show me the proof kind of. Person. I am from the show me state. So you betcha. I'm from, <laughs> so, so I want to see the results. You yes. spoke of the bureaucracy, the decision on the new location or the location of the pit probably went through like, like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. No problems. What, right. Zip, zip, zip. Yeah. Right. We had no idea. Um, the public had no knowledge that this was being voted on or, uh, and I'm not even aware of the other sites that they were considering. Um, maybe I'm, I'm sure other people do know the other sites, but as far as we know that they, they just announced, this is where we're moving it and too bad for you. And, and the public was outraged and that's why they did step back, have some hearings, let the public speak. Um, and again, there are so many better solutions to uh, for where to move this stuff. And they keep saying it's too expensive. It's too expensive. Well, oh. uh, at what expense? At what expense are we going to ruin our aquifer? At what expense are we going to ruin our our whale birthing sanctuary? It just it really uh, uh, and of all the environmentalists that are that should be standing up for the line for the land here in Hawaii, like where is Greta Thunberg to get her to come out here? Why isn't she screaming about this? None of the uh, the liberal environmentalists are screaming at all about this. So that also boggles my mind. So were you, you on the island the day the day of the of the event? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, um, yes. I was here and I experienced um, the, that entire day, and I experienced the day before. Uh, let me just uh, I'll back up because the day before I was um, noticing that there was something white in the air, this white fog everywhere. And I was texting my friends saying, what, what is going on? I took photos of it everywhere. Like it's this white haze everywhere. And I was suspicious um, just because it wasn't normal. I hadn't seen anything like it before. Uh, and I was asking my friends on the other side, Lahaina side, like, do you see this stuff? Is it, is it covering all of your, you know, mountainside and, and the water? And everyone said, yeah, there is this white hazy stuff. So I documented that. And I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just being um, curious about it. And then boom, fires happened next day. And uh, 
And the fires broke out in several different places. So it was a little chaotic and confusing. Our, our fire uh, services were uh, in several different places at one time. So they were spread out, they were uh, spread thin. They started in the morning time. So by the time they had put out everything and were kind of relaxing in the afternoon, they started up again. And almost all of our, you know, fire, um, the, the fire workers were all exhausted by that part. We had already exhausted our resources when the actual real deadly blaze broke out. So that, that on top of many, many, many other horrific failures on the part of our officials, uh, it, in my opinion, caused all these deaths and caused all this destruction. And not just the, the hundred people who died, I mean, that's very tragic, but still the the thousands of people who are absolutely destroyed, their, their homes are destroyed, their livelihoods are destroyed. They have no lifestyle left. They have no ability to gain mm -hmm. back the the um yeah. the heritage they had in those properties or the the right. equity they had in those properties so they they wrecked thousands of people yeah. i have to wonder sheila if you don't share this opinion that they're there you know they are making these decisions to further humiliate and deplete the native population to be, you know to 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 spoil the aquifer to the whales, it's already bad. It's already bad enough, you know, to have the base nearby to be, all the, all the mechanical, you know, things that are on the Island anyway. And then just to further, you know, pound the people who are close to the poverty line into the ground. That's, that's true. And that's not just, uh, I mean, certainly the, the native Hawaiians are suffering, but in, anyone who's lived here their lifetime, um, yes. So there, there's many cultures that live here. So it's a blend of yes. a lot of Polynesians and, yes. uh, and even, you know, many mainlanders have lived here and born, were born here too. So it, it it's an assault on, on everyone who lives here. Uh, absolutely. And yes, though, the, unfortunately the Hawaiians, the original Hawaiians who have been here uh, forever and ever, they are, they are at the, the blunt end of this, like this mm -hmm. horrible situation. I don't yeah, know how you you're going through it. It's so painful to hear about. I'm 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 glad we're here talking to Sheila though, because, I mean, what three hours of difference? I mean, information getting back to the mainland how many channels is it going through and 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 how many times are these stories getting skewed and and you know it you're so detached in the middle of the ocean or de deleted to, i never heard yeah. about the white stuff about the white well, haze that's true and and we even didn't get the information there was no local news reporting on it honestly um the the day of the fires all we were doing we call it the coconut wireless we were calling each other <laughs> on our phones and the cell service was down. So we couldn't get communication back and forth to each other because people would say, where's the fire? Is it in your area? Is it in your area? Where do we drive to? How do we get away from it? No one knew anything. All communication was cut off on the island. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that was, I, you know, I don't think that's by accident. And the power lines were down in Lahaina too. The power lines went down early in the morning. So there was no power in Lahaina. 
you couldn't get power. And this elementary school was even released. All the kids went home because there was no power at the school. So we know there was no power in those power lines um, because there was no electricity. Phones didn't work, no electricity. Um, my, my friends from on that side were asking me, can you check the news and see if you can find out anything? We can see, they could see smoke. Everyone could see smoke. We didn't know where the smoke was coming from though, or how dangerous it was. Mm -hmm. uh, and was it just a field fire or what was happening? Because fires are common here. The fields do catch on fire. So we see smoke a lot. And so we, you know, we understand that those, that happens, but we had no idea that the whole town of Lahaina was burning. Nothing on the news prepared us for that. Nothing on the news told us that. And as you know, the tsunami sirens didn't go off. There was no alert system. And the mayor came on the news on uh, and did a report, a press release at 6 p.m. that evening and said everything was fine. 6 p.m. Everything is fine. And literally Lahaina Town was already gone. So Lahaina Town burned from 4.30 to 6.30. So it started burning at 6.30, or sorry, at 4.30. So by the time he came on to do his press release, Lahaina was gone. And to say that he had no idea Lahaina Town was gone, it's just mm -hmm. gross negligence. It's absolutely impossible that he didn't know it. So he either had to have been covering that up or he really didn't know. And then he needs to resign if he didn't know that Lahaina Town was already gone, burnt to the yeah. ground and That's put out weird. a press release saying everything mm -hmm. was fine. So I was, so the sporadic phone um, service, I was able to call my girlfriend and I said, no, Mayor Bisson says everything's fine. Well, it wasn't, but I, I falsely believed him as well. So uh, and I just went to bed that night thinking everything would be okay until I got an alert at 1130 that says my neighborhood was being evacuated because the fires were coming my direction. And I, I, I my head was just spinning. We were like, what? So all of us neighbors, we got the alert at the same time. We went out and looked at our horizon and the horizon was glowing red, orange. The fires were coming towards my neighborhood as well, which is 20 miles away from Lahaina. And we would we packed our trucks or we packed our belongings and they told us where to go uh, to a shelter in one of the uh the high schools and uh most people left some people stayed uh, because a lot of people were asleep and didn't even know it was happening mm -hmm. so my phone happened to be on so i i got the alert so somehow my neighborhood got an alert other neighborhoods yeah not so much so um so we evacuated, but miraculously, that fire that was in a field didn't burn any houses, and it suddenly stopped. It just stopped on its own. So those high winds that were going didn't carry that fire anywhere. Mm -hmm. it was a it was a huge acreage fire in a in a big uh, open field, but it didn't get to any houses. So, I, I don't know what that was all about, but uh, the whole town of uh, Kihei was evacuated that that evening around 1130 at night. And like mm. I said, Lahaina burned from 430 to 630. So so totally separate fire on the other side of the island. <laughs> so th they talk about how these fires, um, you know, jumped or they jumped across the highway. It didn't jump 20 miles. And they think that one was caused by a down power line. I don't know what the cause of one in my uh, neighborhood. And there was one upcountry too um, earlier that morning. They don't. They still don't know what caused that one either. So mysterious fires. 
because the conditions are dry. I, I mean, conditions are dry every day here. The wind was high. Wind is high every day here. That, so why that, video, why that day? That video that Sheila's got on her Instagram of her, like, what is it, a week later? And, mm -hmm. and the wind has her hair just blowing everywhere. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, it's windy here. It gets windy here. It, it's it's true. And I, I'm not trying to say that the wind wasn't part of the, you know, cause of the horrific fire because wind blows fire around for sure. But it's windy here all the time. So uh, on other windy days, fire doesn't break out. It just doesn't, it doesn't add up. Too many things do not add up. Mm -hmm. Too many unanswered questions and our leadership are not willing to answer any of the questions. They're not willing to look into it. And uh, several of them have already resigned or have been let go. And uh, I'm still calling for Mayor Bisson to resign. I, I really think that he should just step down at this point. Uh, I think that he uh, he hasn't given us enough uh, transparency. He hasn't given us enough information. He hasn't stepped up and done enough for our community. And it's time for him to step down. Well, I'm sure glad that we could get you on. Is there anything else you want to add or how can we help you further? Thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for letting me voice my opinion because again, this is just my opinion. And uh, But I love talking about my community. I love doing anything I can to help. And if getting me in office is the, the next step, then please help me get into office. VoteSheilaWalker.com is where you can go to see more of my platform and you can follow me on social media, Sheila Walker for State Senate. And I can always use contributions and above all, pray. Pray for me because this country definitely needs prayers. Maui needs prayers. Hawaii, um, the entire state here needs everyone's prayers because the people here are really, really hurting still. Is there, a, is there one platform or funnel, any way to get funds to the right place if somebody wants to donate for the, for the Hawaiians? Yes. yes. Um, the, I suggest donating directly to people if you know them, number one. Oh. If you don't know the people um, directly, then I love the church that I belong to. It's Calvary Chapel, South Maui. And the website is calvarymaui.com. That's calvarymaui.com. Mm -hmm. Our church elders uh, vet all the families that we contribute to, and we contribute cash directly to them so that they can pay for their rent, their mortgage, and their cars. Because so many people lost their cars, they don't have anything to drive. Uh, and some people are still struggling to pay their mortgage payments because even though they don't have a house, they have to pay their mortgage. So it, it's a, that's also a, a, a super huge debacle in my mind. Uh, imagine having to come up with your house payment where you've lost your job or your business and you still have to pay your house payment and you have nothing to live in. Thank so you. We'll do just that's that. That's how we're helping yeah. directly is through okay. Calvary Chapel, um, the church that I belong to. So calvarymaui.com. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Sheila. Thanks. We'll, we'll, we'll touch base with Sheila and we'll keep in contact yes. with her and uh, yeah, we'll have you on again. Thank you so much. Thank you. I Heck appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate all your listeners. Thank you so much. And aloha. 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 Thank you so much, Sheila. Thanks, Sheila. Wow. That was amazing. Yeah. I kind of feel my tummy's a little upset to tell you the truth after hearing this stuff. Is that unusual? Somebody gets an upset stomach. You have a, like a visceral reaction. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like it's so much more real when you talk to somebody who's on the ground there, Sheila. Did you find that to be true when you talk to the oh, people? And yes, and it, it's 
it's horrible. Like you wouldn't want to hear, I mean, I can tell you stories, but you don't want to hear it. Like it's, they're, they're so heartbreaking and painful. Um, yeah, it's, I, and it's hard to repeat. I don't even want to repeat them. I don't want other people to know, like, how, you know, yeah. how, you know, cause there's story. I mean, people were right there watching people burn alive. Yeah. So it, it was, it's horrific. And, um, Roseanne Barr, I, I, I probably should have mentioned this. Maybe Roseanne Barr is actually going to do a live podcast here soon. Um, I'm arranging that for her. Although okay. maybe you don't, maybe you don't want to plug that on your No, show. she's oh, the cool. greatest. Yeah. We love Heck Roseanne. Yeah. Yeah. She, All for she's, it. she's coming out to, uh, to do a, a I think she's going to do her um, podcast live in Lahaina. Okay. So I'm trying to find her a location and I'm okay. working with a, uh, the house rep there who is a Democrat, but um, she's willing to produce it with me. Good. And and I think that's um, that's the goal for the future here. We've got to work together. Um, yes, I, ma'am. I mean, I, as a you know, as a minority Republican, I can't just swear off all Democrats because that's and that's what the party wants me to do. They're like, oh, you can't talk to them. You can't talk to that Democrat. I'm like, well, if we don't, we're never going to accomplish anything. And the only goal here for Roseanne coming is to get more awareness for Lahaina. We mm-hmm. got to think about the people there. This isn't about party stuff. This is about helping the people in Lahaina. And I don't, I mean, I don't care if you're a Democrat or who you are. I don't care if you have three heads, if you're willing to help Lahaina, then that's, what's important to me. So, sure. um, so Rosie, yeah, Roseanne's coming for a, to, to hopefully do a big podcast and a, and a lot of media coverage. So good. And if well, you she... guys want to come out, you should come too. Oh Heck gosh. Yeah, let's I do love it. It. <laughs> she, she is getting so much, um, I don't know, screen time lately because she was on she's on rogan and with bill maher and you know she's really uh part of the lexicon again because I know, of her and bless her yeah. bless her because she suffered too like she was basically put in you know uh emotional prison for uh years so it's time for her to rebound and come back and and have Agreed. a voice again yeah she's pretty great yeah well thank you again you like thank it thank you all right See you, Sheila. Thank you. Thank you, dear. Be good. Can't wait to talk to you again. Bye-bye. Thank you. (laughs) What a doll, Scott. Are we all exiting at the same time? Oh, Oh. there she goes. Okay, Okay. cool. Yeah. Did she go on her own? She went on her own, yeah. Okay, I was trying to see. That's how the Zoom thing works, Jackie. I I know, but I was trying to get you to let her go at the last exit. (laughs) Well, I thought she was going to go before, but I don't know. It it was good. It worked out great. We got to learn about Roseanne. She's a good real st- pro, that lady. Good stuff. So yeah, she's a real really pro. Do. I really hope she makes it. I hope she can make a difference. I, I like it. I like it. So yeah. Do you want to go with the prayer? We should do a prayer right after that. I got it. And then let's exit. And then let's exit. Okay, I like it. Let me get mine. I have one. I just have to open my device and pull it up. Okay. Oh, ding dong, Jittles. Where is it? Okay, you ready? This is from an Edgar Casey reading. Okay. Do not look for success in dollars and cents and not in the spiritual life, but first add the spiritual life and truly all these things will be added unto you. Just fall right in line. Mm-hmm. Amen, Selby. Tomorrow, Cash Friday, 
pay cash, be liking, be sharing, be subscribing. Uh, This will be up on Spotify a little later. And until then, good show this week, Selby. Good show. I like it. I like it a lot. Take care of yourself. Take care of the ones you love and drink your water. Just live live for today, man. Live for today. Peace out. Peace out. I do.